Lucky Land slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's that loving sound. By the way, so my internet has been having lots of problems lately. I'm hoping we don't have any problems now because I had the tech guy just come out and he made a change. I don't know if it made a difference, but we'll see. It seems pretty good so far. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, okay. I haven't noticed anything yet. Good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the flagship and premier podcast of LRMOnline.com and Genreverse, however that figures into this whole thing. Uh, I am one of your hosts. Joseph Jammer Medina, joined today by the one and only Nick Dahl. Hello. How are you doing? How are you? I'm freaking awesome. It's Friday and I'm stoked. I'm ready to finally see Shang-Chi, which I haven't yet. This is the first, this is the longest it's taken me to see a Marvel movie ever. Ever, ever? (laughs) Ever. Like even pre-MCU ever. Yeah. Um. I was surprised for you those hadn't who seen don't, it, but then of course you didn't see it for last week. So right. Yeah. For those who don't know, I was I mean, I talked about it last week. When we were talking last week, I was not feeling great, taking, you know, frequent shit breaks behind the camera, so to speak. I took like three during the podcast that <laughs> you didn't hear. Uh and it I didn't feel well until Monday morning. Um, and so like I and then work happened so i i haven't really been able to go see shang chi and it's, it's the longest i've taken to see a marvel movie no i think maybe i saw thor later yeah close so yeah it's, it's just one of those things close to the longest but yeah it's been it's been at least a decade or so since then so that's that's pretty big news that's big news to me the big news um i mean that's the big news that's the big thing yeah. i just it's, it's not really news but yeah it's uh it's news it's newsworthy it's definitely should be on my mind went to people.com i don't know why people magazine is what came to mind when i thought of news. <laughs> if you were famous that would be on people joseph thinks he might guess, have covid yeah. but just has flu <laughs> that's what it sounds like you had yeah i mean yeah i think i just got the flu I, don't, I mean it wasn't covid i got tested no. three times negative all the times so i'm good no problems here. And yeah, I was just checking. I was like, is people still around? It is still around. Of course it is. So there you go. That means nothing. That means nothing. We've seen Titans fall before. So not people. Anyways, let's go ahead and let, let's let's get enough of this banter out of the way. We got some news to talk about. And then we have a new Hulu original series that has just started releasing that uh, we're going to be discussing. And it's it's the new movie called Only Murders in the Building. Starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. That's right. And uh, yeah, it was it's unexpected little surprise. I know I saw the trailer for it, and I thought it was a movie. I was excited because I thought it was a movie, but it's not a movie. It's a series, and we have a few episodes to talk about. So stick around for that. Definitely worth your time, I would say. Just you know, in case you're wondering, I think it's worth checking out. But we'll we'll dig deeper into that. But let's talk about our first news story. Nick, what can you tell us? What what is 
what has it been hitting us? What's been pelting us from all sides in the world of news here well, you one thing in the world of film and, geek- and geekdom? Which kind What's of pill us? would you like to take? Red or the blue? Oh, that is a... That's been pelting us. Obviously. <laughs> you know, I like to think I would take the red pill, but let's fucking say I take the I take the blue pill. Blue pill's a safe pill, right? You can stay inside yeah. and eat sloppy steaks. Yeah, exactly. Ignorance is bliss. That's the heart. That's the scene with Cypher. For those of you who don't know. Uh, I remember the biggest plot hole for me was how did Cypher get into the Matrix without someone actually plugging him into the Matrix and looking over him? They were all taking naps. He plugged himself in like one of these other movies where you can just jack yourself. I don't know. Yeah, it bothered me. And I don't think it was ever answered. But maybe the... That here's what really happened. It turns out Tank was behind it the whole time. He didn't get caught that movie, but he got caught in between movies, which is why he was replaced for movies two and three. That's my headcanon. There you go. I never even thought of that thing. But we have a whole new movie full of plot holes, potentially. We don't know. Matrix always seems to have some sprinkled throughout. Most movies do. But we got the trailer for Matrix Resurrection. I wasn't going to call it Revolutions. (laughs) I want to call it Revolutions for some reason. Or, as some have, were referring to it before the trailer came out, Matrix Retread. Was that your joke, I think? No, I actually didn't make that. I, I, didn't, I didn't call it. Oh, I did say that. Yeah, when we were discussing it before there actually was a trailer, we just heard. or was Yeah, we just heard like what the shots were going to be. Yeah, I called it the Matrix Retreaded. Retreaded. Which I stand by. But that doesn't make it a bad trailer, nor does it make it a guarantee that it's a bad movie. Because... People, I'm sorry. Yeah, I like new things. I want new original ideas. No, you don't. You're fucking Fuck lying. Uh, You're full of shit. <laughs> you like sequels. You like retreading the same ground. You like things that are the same but different. And that's okay. It's why many of us love Star Wars The Force Awakens. It's why many of us like remakes, even when we say we don't like remakes, because we like that familiarity. And the Matrix, I think, falls comfortably within that. It feels like a remake almost. Like, not really a remake, but I guess in the same sense that Star Wars, The Force Awakens, is, it's like kind of a retreading of the same ground while still expanding off into new territory. Um, and that's that's my general impression of this film trailer, based on the trailer. And uh, I think I still really like the trailer. I thought it was good, but I am biased because generally speaking... If you're going to have the song White Rabbit playing, I'm going to like the trailer. That's just a fact. Like, I liked the freaking Alice Beyond the Looking Glass trailer because it used White Rabbit. And if you have me watch freaking the trailer for Venom and it had White Rabbit playing, I would probably like that trailer as well. (laughs) So take what I say with a grain of salt. That being said, I thought it was a fun trailer. I really liked seeing Keanu Reeves returning. I like seeing the extra, the changes within the Matrix itself. A lot less leather. People still are wearing leather, but it's not like full clad leather anymore like it was. It's more normal. It's more functional. As we saw, what's her name? Uh, Jessica Henwick's character running around with really sort of, I think she had like a leather jacket, but then she had pants that you could actually move around in, (laughs) which is very important. Um, Yeah, I just thought it was great. I, I have no complaints about it. I'm really excited. Uh, Kirsten, here's the thing. I think this trailer is actually good. Like, imagine there was nothing called The Matrix. Imagine we weren't living in a world where that movie existed. And if we saw this trailer here, no, I still think it would be great. 
No, like, I, I don't I know think if it'd be, be an better. even better trailer. Yeah, if you had never seen Maybe. this shit before and you're like, what? If it didn't exist, but I, I showed it to Kirsten and she was like, I don't, I didn't watch the second two movies, so this means nothing to me. I'm like, no, it holds up well by itself. At least that's what I, that's what I was trying to tell her. Whether or not it actually does, I guess, is more up to her than it is to me. But I thought it was a trailer that held up well without any actual context outside of the trailer. Like if you had no idea what the Matrix was and saw this, I think it would work. But man, what do you think? What were your overall thoughts of the trailer? And how do you feel about it existing in this world that we currently live in where the Matrix permeates society? But it's been about 20 years since any movie has come out. So even though I do love the first one, I've always considered this franchise like Avatar, where I just I'm sure when the Avatar trailer comes out, people will freak out. But right now, Avatar just feels feels dead. Mm. And leading up for all this, like knowing a Matrix movie has been coming out this entire year, like we've known it since early in the year. It's just never been like, oh, yay, more Matrix. It's like, well, I'll watch the trailer. And the teaser trailer didn't do anything for me earlier in the week. But I like this trailer. It's more okay. colorful than other Matrix. I think they've made intentionally they've made a stylistic change. Um, the okay. action looks yeah. cool. I love that he's I would have actually been really disappointed if he did cut off the John Wick. That's just the Keanu Reeves right now is the beard. And I like the idea of Neo with the beard. He can't shave. He can't shave. Like he has to be, or he has to have that beard now as a part of him. Yeah, it would be weird with him shaved. I I thought he would have, I thought he would be shaved, to be honest. I'm surprised he wasn't. He looks a lot older when he shaved. I probably, like, do you have a beard for uh, Bill and Ted? Because they both looked really Oh, he did shave it. He he did shave it. The beard hides the age or if anything makes you look better when you're older. I would say. Bill and Ted. But then again, I mean, they all look older, but Trinity didn't isn't looking bad as far as like age. Obviously, they have a new Morpheus, which we'll find out. Yeah, which is there's a lot of interesting mysteries in it. Because yeah, essentially, uh, what's his name again? I have to look it up. Yahya Abdul Mateen II. He was uh, Black actor, Manta, right Black Manta, Doctor Manhattan, and Doctor Manhattan and Watchmen. No, in Aquaman, he was. Black he Manta. was Black Manta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so he very much looks the part of a Morpheus, and he revealed via Instagram that Morpheus, it was like in all caps, I think is what he, what the tweet or the message itself was. So it's like, oh, that is Morpheus. It looked like him. It seemed like him, but it wasn't Lawrence Fishburne. So like, what's what's happening here? Is it someone else who's like Morpheus or is it not? So my question to you is, Ooh. why do we have a young Morpheus? Is it going to be addressed or what are you thinking? Maybe he's part of the machine this time. So he's like an agent, essentially? Yeah, or he's just a program. It's like, remember how the architect talked about, uh, God, see, we're getting into the other movies that has to either answer questions about or just throw out, where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, we, re- we, re- we run the simulation over and over and over again. So maybe I'm wondering this if this is, is like an brand- earlier or later run of the simulation. Interesting. It could be before the other stuff. Mm. Could be, though I don't know why Keanu Reeves would be younger. Or older that's true if everyone would be risk i don't know there's just a bunch of questions to answer like he died at the end of the last one and then the matrix was reaped i don't know i thought i thought there was some kind of like peace between machines and people i, I thought at the end but neo that's died the like architect, jesus the, the architect and the lady what's her name again the oracle, oracle they basically had like a whole dialogue at the very end he's like there will be peace and whatever that means yeah so whatever that means it'll be interesting to see how all this comes together because it's also like it looks cool but they seem to have a lot of similar locations like even the rooftop they're in 
with the helicopter looks just like the same rooftop from the bullet first bullet time so hopefully it's new enough um i know you kind of compared it or at least jonesy did to the force awakens and you're like it doesn't bother you because yeah it doesn't bother me because you i like compared it, it I, to that and i didn't as long think, as it's done well and it's done differently enough to where it's like not the same movie but it like executes sort of on the same beats and it manages to bring something new to the equation i mean i'm i'll be happy with it yeah it's and fine. that way i'll be happy to watch it for free at home but uh I, I didn't get the Star Wars feels just because, you know, that's like, how often do we see like new, like, you know, it showed classic stormtroopers, lightsabers and stuff. And it's where it's like, I don't know. I don't feel that hunger for like, well, oh, I mean, I feel nostalgic like, to see the Matrix but code did you, or whatever. Did you like the Matrix as much as you like Star Wars? I'm the comparing Matrix it more. I like better than like all but three Star Wars. I'm comparing it more in the sense that the story itself is essentially the same as the first one which seemed that that's basically the comparison i'm making mm-hmm. yeah i know so we'll see oh so are you I, interested yeah I'm would you see interested. it in theaters no if it wasn't for the podcast would you see it in theaters no i'm not going to see it in theaters now i'm going to watch on hbo max but i'm saying if it was i'm just saying if, if basically there was an option only a theater if there wasn't covid and there wasn't a podcast if there, if there was no it. pandemic if there was no pandemic if there was no podcast and you saw this trailer and it was only coming in theaters would you see it in theaters i guess on probably yeah I probably would. It's hard to say. Okay. I'm excited to see Lana Wachowski direct by herself um, and see what that's like. Regardless, I, I haven't seen everything they've done, but everything they've done, whether or not it's been good or bad, is like interesting. So I'm hoping that at the very least this is interesting. But here's a random quiz for you. What is the third movie called of the Matrix trilogy? Revolutions. Okay. I was curious. Because I, yeah, I always wonder if people are going to say Revelations or Revolutions. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I don't remember which one. I guess I just got lucky. No, you got it. Yeah, Revolutions is correct. I actually Googled it because I was curious if I would get it right or wrong. Um, all right. Any last thoughts about The Matrix? I, I, I really like the scene or the idea that they all take blue pills already. Like, it's rather than getting a choice, there's that one scene where he like intentionally like, like spills a... all his blue pills out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Eh, I dig it. You dig it. Cool. Let's dig it. Next playstation 5 a system i'll probably never be able to afford to own announced four <laughs> grade a triple a titles yesterday um we got god of war which i don't really care about god of war ragnarok which also has a fat thor in it um i'm trying to I'm saving the the spider-mans and the, the marvel what was the other big oh uh remake of night seal republic of course mm-hmm. seal, that was i think that was like the big one I don't know. People really love Insomniac games, and they were really excited not just for a Spider-Man 2 trailer with Venom, but also a, a Wolverine trailer. It's another game I'm sure I'm going to be envious of. I mean... That's what Republic I'm kind of envious of, but like I never beat the... Like I wanted a remake, but it's only the only games I've ever actually wanted a Sony play system for are the Spider-Man games. Mm-hmm. They're Marvel Universe, I guess, now. I think... Uh, I'm trying to think here. What was the when we're talking? Oh yeah, Knights of the Republic. The good thing is that that's going to be like another four years before it comes out. I'm sure. Maybe I probably are like PlayStation. Yeah, I was about, that's what I was about to say is that maybe you will be able to afford it by then because we'll be deep into the cycle, the uh, the console cycle. Um, because these this, that trailer was just bare minimum. It it was just a cinematic. Tra- yeah, I would be surprised if the game hits before 2024. You think? Yeah. What do you think about? I guess since they already have an engine for it. 
it's, even though it's just as expensive and stuff to make it, the Spider-Man games will be out quicker. I, I think so. And then I don't know what because they're building on their engine to make Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. What did you think of Wolverine? Is this is this what you want out of your Marvel content? Does this just um, make you want PS5 more? Yeah, it does. Now I'm envious of Wolverine, even though we still have to wait to see if it's any good and Spider-Man. So I mean, I'm sure it is. Well, I don't know why I'm not sure. There's nothing. I think it would need a different enough game engine because you're not your fighting style is going to be completely different in addition to not. But I mean, if they're if they're working the off city. the uh, if they're working off the Unreal Engine, it's just like that's yeah. that's the base. Um, but I mean, people like Wolverine. I'm not sure I'll play it. I still haven't played Spider Man. I should play Spider Man at some point, but I haven't yet because I'm playing Final Fantasy 14. I dove into Final Fantasy 14 this past week. This is my first legit MMO that I've ever nice. played. I've never wanted to. MMO. An MMO. I think oh, Enema. I didn't want to play MMO for the longest time because they would take over my life um, without a doubt. And the good thing about this, the reason I decided to actually do it, even though I didn't want to, is because it's, it's actually designed in a way that allows you to play at your own pace. You don't have to like play every single day for hours in order to keep up with it it's kind of designed differently and uh so yeah it's it's pretty good so far like i'm really enjoying it It feels like a single player game except it's mmo i haven't gotten to the point where i require you know any sort of raids or anything so i'm looking i'm waiting for that but i've only put a little bit probably like a handful of hours into it and i'm enjoying it quite a bit um but i was really drawn in by the history of the game if you don't know final fantasy 14 launched and it was awful it was really bad. It was just, it was a laughing stock essentially. And what they decided to do is essentially patch it along the way and then remake it underneath. And then a couple of years or so mm. into its life cycle, they had a giant like freaking moon type thing crash into that world, essentially decimate it and then kind of start over Dang. with a realm reborn. And that was a couple of years into it. And now everyone loves it. And That's they've had a couple gonna, of Yeah. So I remember it not being liked. So it's good. Yeah. So they knew it sucked and then they fixed it. And so I was like, all right. And it's been eight, six years since then. And so they're deep into it. But with the advent of the advent, that's not the right word. With the controversy surrounding Blizzard, people have been leaving it, in droves, <laughs> leaving their uh, MMO yeah. uh, World of Warcraft in droves for Final Fantasy 14. So I guess I'm just another statistic at this point. But I, I remember I watched a documentary recently about that whole thing. And that's the reason why I decided to jump on the bandwagon. So it's fun. What that's about these four games? We think you'll be playing all of them, some of them, not into God I, of War, into God of War. I'm not into God of War and I don't have a PS5. Oh. But if I were to get a PS5, it would probably be for Knights of the Old Republic remake. Because you said you'll play it or something. We were having the, and I'm like, I didn't know Jammer had a PS5 yet. <laughs> In our I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's it's. it's I mean, it's happen. the one I would pick if I had enough money. When I you know get my when I get a new system, it will be a PS5. So, yeah. but all of these, I will probably I would probably play. I'd see the Old Republic first, Spider Man two second, and then the other ones. Eh, sure. Yeah, I think you're right. And I see the Republic was even stole the spotlight from uh, the original Candyman, even voicing Venom, which is pretty cool. But mm-hmm. hopefully, the tra- I mean, the tra- it's again that's a cinematic trailer. And I do hope the suit just doesn't show up Sony style. I hope they uh they have to work it on to Peter Parker or Miles first. But yeah, that's my only fear. Because of course they use the 
which they use the model because it looks good, but the uh, face looks the same as the Venom movies. Venom, Venom, Cottonmouth Venom. I could have used that Grab as a segue, Venom. but instead yeah. we're gonna talk about Christopher Nolan. <laughs> oh, what? Okay. <coughs> I want to save all the release dates. Talk for the end. So. Got it. Christopher Nolan bombshell says deadline. Director talking to multiple studios on film he'll direct about. J. Robert Oppenheimer and development of the A-bomb in World War II. Extra, extra. Um, so obviously, well, he likes World War II stuff <laughs> because he's doing. he did Dunkirk. Now he's doing Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll find a way to make it twisty as far as time and stuff. Because otherwise, what's kind of the point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching Dunkirk because going into Dunkirk for the review screenings at the time, there was no information about, not that I read at least, about the time narrative of it and then i watched it i was like what what's happening one day what one hour i'm so confused and then by the end i was like oh okay i get someone it someone spoiled that for me before i went in so i was like okay i already know this is going to be no money it was learning as we go and it's like it was cool because like it's like you're learning a language as you're going it was like just like just adjusting adjusting as you go as to how you're taking in the story it was just not something you experience very often anymore because we tend to understand a lot of uh different types of narratives and the one where you have different ones that expand over different lengths of time is like very unique so i thought it was cool yeah but anyways oppenheimer <laughs> anyway, the first part is that killian murphy might be the lead which will excite my best friend andrew they went through his entire catalog they do that with a lot of actors but he's great i love him he's been in some good nolan movies including dunkirk um uh but the, of course the big part of the story here is that nolan is talking to multiple studios because he's been a Warner Brothers boy, but uh, he wasn't happy with the Tenant release. Yeah, even though he, he got a, a theatrical comments. release, like he, he actually a huge got comment a full... about it. Yeah, his comment was like, "You think you're working for like a great thing, and then you wake up and you realize you're working for the devil or something along those lines." Yeah, back when oh yeah, that old comment. Yeah, and yeah. his movie yeah, didn't he... get didn't he get what he wanted with his movie? He yeah, got a theatrical but... release, and it was early like he wanted like it's not about but the thing is it's not just about him it's about the medium of film he wants somebody there who wants someone to support him who is supportive of the status quo of film a film of the film industry that that emphasizes theatrical releases over over streaming and that's honestly nobody right now so i don't know who he's going to go to for this i mean i can't think of a single studio paramount who would sony paramount has paramount plus they do streaming video they're doing movies on streaming well, so it's but like sony i guess well i think it's more they feel like right. his former directors all the studios have their little plus thing you know i think you're right though i think sony is the natural one because they don't have a streaming service outside of crackle and they don't utilize crackle the so way the crackle other streaming like services yeah i mean it's not streaming dead. shows for other networks but i don't know if they've made a movie for a streaming network yet Right. So yeah, Sony, I mean, Nolan, don't bother trying to peddle your wares. Just go ahead and go straight to Sony. That's the only one that's going to fit the requirements that you want. And they, Sony, um, if I recall, they haven't released a film in streaming. They keep pushing back everything. They basically, they basically been saying, they said at the beginning of the pandemic, we're not going to release a movie until the pandemic's done. So Nolan, but they've been saving the big ones. Yeah, they've been saving their big ones. And I think no one can get behind that. This is better than all the other studios. They def- he definitely wouldn't go to Disney. He definitely uh, wouldn't go, obviously, Warner Brothers. 
Um, Paramount has been releasing a lot. But anyways, interesting story. I, I like the, uh, the idea of following the Oppenheimer creation of the atom bomb. I'm sure there's a great story in there somewhere that you could actually dive into and make very intriguing. Like a, that's, a, that's like a ticking clock scenario, right? Them trying to developing that, that technology in the midst of you know, the greatest war ever and lots of, lots of room for embellishment from Nolan and lots of Absolutely. opportunity, as you said, to play with time. <laughs> and then uh, in case, in case this podcast is not sounding great, it's because Jammer keeps cutting out. So I'm going to try to edit it. So it sounds nice, but we'll see what's Sorry about that. End. My internet Found has it. been awful. So we'll see what kind of show I can edit after all this. <laughs> so now we can move into Venom. Okay. So let's talk Venom. Word has it that this movie is short. Oh, that's very short from it. I mean, there are other things I was going to add to it. We'll get to it in a second. Yeah, I saw that. 90 minutes long. How do you feel about that? Just straight up. 90 minutes long movie. Please. Please. Okay. I don't need how bad the last Venom is. I don't need more than 90 minutes. It's definitely going to short shift the story, but I already thought they were going to screw up the maximum carnage story. So, okay. Well, apart from that, I agree. I think if it's, if if it only needs to be 90 minutes long, make it 90 minutes. I, I can appreciate a movie being having brevity to it but they've moved it again except they've moved it forward Ooh. it is now going to be releasing october 1st the 15th uh, which, was before that i believe yeah it was the 15th was before and now it's the first so i don't know where they're getting this confidence from but uh, ew said that the change comes on the heels of strong showing at theaters for fellow marvel superhero film shang chi or shang chi shang chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which smashed Labor Day box office records by making $90 million over the three-day weekend. It was also the second biggest domestic opening of the year behind July's Black Widow. So here's my question to you. Does this show a confidence in Venom or a lack of confidence in Venom? What do you mean? What they think of the movie or what they think they can make? Both. I think, here's been my theory on it since it's happened. I think they're moving it earlier because things are getting worse. So rather than push it back till after things get better, they're like, okay, the box office is hot right now. We're trending upwards in COVID, so we'll get worse. So let's release our movie before. Like, let's make release it closer to Shang-Chi so that we can ride that bump before we're yeah, that makes at sense. a worse point. That's my theory is being closer to Shang-Chi is like, hey, we'll finally release it. We can do it when people are seeing movies. And COVID's not, it's getting worse. It's about as bad as last year, if not worse in some states. But just get it out there and finally move on to the rest of our so Sony slate, Marvel Sony slate, and hope that it doesn't get worse or bank on it getting worse. Exactly, That's what I God, said. My when we're both frozen. Gosh, darn it. Okay, more Marvel release date news. Um, Marvel has decided. Disney has decided that Shang Chi, which was said to be a test, was big enough that as of now the Eternals is just Eternals. Keep calling it the Eternals. Just Eternals is staying on its release date and it's staying theatrical only. Um, cool. Says after after Disney CEO Bob Chappick basically dared Shang Chi to perform in theaters over Labor Day weekend, it did ninety four domestically. You couldn't possibly put Eternals on Disney Plus day and date, right? Question mark. I told Chappick distribution chief Kareem. Daniels has already made the decision on November movie slate and will indeed receive an exclusive theatrical run. 
That's um, awesome. I think that's that, good news. That's from THR. And the other part is Kevin Marvel's Kevin Feige and Angelina Jolie's agents kind of exhale now because they <laughs> wouldn't have to come into a big battle like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that's uh, that's no fun for anybody. That whole situation. So there's, I still can't believe that happened. Yeah. So there's a uh, Sony either moving it earlier or believing in Venom. And then here is the biggest studio in the world being like, okay, we're try- we think things will still be good in November. So, okay. So yeah, there's, <laughs> there's being them confident with the Eternals. Eternals. So last story, this is going to be a shorter podcast because we're going to try to cover only murders in the building. And then I'll deal with all these technical difficulties in post. But uh, we have another movie news that, doesn't show confidence from a, new, a different studio in their product or in COVID rather. I don't think it's anyone looking at their product and being like, this would never perform. This is people looking at the current state of things. Cause this is actually a sequel to a rather big movie. Um, the last Halloween reboot, which was actually a sequel, but it was just called Halloween. Did very well in theaters. Um, actually it opened Labor Day weekend too. Also, like Shang-Chi, but didn't do nearly as well. Shang-Chi broke its record, actually. Um, so it was shown at one of the uh, film festivals. I don't know. And it's keeping its release date, which was October 15th. So maybe that's another reason why Venom moved. Um, but the movie is also going to Peacock Premium subscribers at no extra fee. Um, so that's if you're paying for the uh ad support uh let's see so it looks like it'll be available in peacock premium at no extra fee this is five dollars a month for ad not ad supported nine dollars for without advertisements but i guess the way the article reads it reads like it's coming to both not just the higher tier so yeah yeah uh, closer to hbo max if you have paramount plus you can watch the same movie same day at home but let's be real. Who has Paramount Plus? I guess you do. I, do. You like I love Star it. Trek. Yeah. Star Trek and a bunch of good other series. It's no Apple TV Plus though, right? It's better. Right? No, it's shows. better. I don't even have it's Apple TV better. Plus. Star, Star Trek's my joint now. Ugh. So it kind of makes sense, but it also kind of doesn't because 15 million or so or $20 million. So maybe it's weird that they're releasing it that way when they could probably make much more money in theaters. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, again, studios are definitely getting spooked about audiences, obviously, still. Yeah. No one knows what's going on. Back till next year. Yeah, no one knows anything. No one knows anything, and I guess this is the best they can do. And they're all, they're, they're all figuring it out, so I can't fault them for trying. Yeah. So that's all the news you could use this week. All right, so let's hop into the show that we are reviewing for the week. Only Murders in the Building on Hulu, which uh, is funny, actually, because like I said at the beginning of the show, we, uh, Kirsten and I, we saw the trailer for it and I thought it was a movie. But for some reason, first of all, I thought it was a movie, whatever. And I thought the title was interesting, but it wasn't until yesterday that I actually got the title right. I kept I saying- I keep screwing it up too. The title, once again, Only Murders in the Building. Up until yesterday, I was calling it Bodies. That was like an inversion of like the book title from John Green, Turtles All the Way Down, which is a, t- a title that always bothered me because I don't understand that turn of phrase and it just annoyed me. Um, but yeah, Bodies All the Way Up is what I kept calling it. Uh, so first of all, what do you think of the title of b- 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 Only Murders in the Building? I kept screwing and- it up. 
I was calling it only murderers in the building. And then I, when I was even texting you what we should watch, I was calling it only murder in the building. Oh, that makes sense. So I screwed up a lot. This doesn't make sense. Where do we start? At the very beginning. I got in the elevator with these two weirdos. Then Tim got in the elevator. Approximately 12 minutes from now, I will be murdered. Tim Kono's death has been ruled a homicide, and apparently one of you jerk-offs did it. I can't stop thinking about this. Neither can I. We should do our own true crime podcast. We're going to go down there and look around for clues. You want to come? Do I want to break into a dead guy's apartment and go through all his shit? Sounds like an afternoon. Yeah, only murders in the building. It's a fun. It's a funny title, and it's actually revealed, I think, in episode two why it's called that. I don't think it's a spoiler to say it. Essentially, the premise follows Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. They're all podcast, true crime podcast fans. Of a Tina Fey. And well, played by Tina Fey is the podcast. Played by Tina Fey. has Faye. lots of great guest spots like that. And they, uh, there's a murder in their building, and they decide to cover it. And uh, one of the, the guys who wants it, he's like, hey, maybe there's another murder we can cover. And he's like, no, no, only murders in the building is what we cover. <laughs> Uh, so that's where the title comes from. But it's, it's really interesting. So you, you have these different types of characters. You have a, a down-on-his-luck actor. You have a down-on-his-luck theater producer. And you have a mysterious girl who lives on the floor by her, or in a room by herself and who is renovating it. You don't really know much about her. And they all seem to have their own like motivations for wanting to do the project um, and why, they, why they're pursuing the, the truth for this particular and one mostly in ways just kind of making fun of people who like overlist like cereal and stuff and that get that these guys are like we could be involved from the beginning like so i uh, looked it up it's 8.5 on imdb and 100 percent on rotten tomatoes critic score interesting so what are your twitter thoughts what's your twitter review for only murders in the building you never get to see steve martin and uh martin short obviously as much as you did pairing up in the 80s and even 90s so it's delight to see them selena gomez works too so i am i don't know 100 percent behind this series is where i'm at so far because we both watched three episodes was the first drop and it appears they dropped three more and maybe even three more today i think it might be a friday drop but yeah okay so i mean for me i would say a fun murder mystery with a little bit extra layers beneath it um Though I do have concerns that those extra layers will ultimately undermine the mystery itself. So I'm cautiously optimistic uh, about where it can go. I think it's fun, but I I do feel like there are some plot slash character issues that I hope don't weigh down the actual story. Like who? I guess we're going to spoilers now. Yeah, like I don't want to spoil anything. So on the whole, I would say I recommend it if you're interested. If you like murder mysteries, go for it. If you like good old school emphasis on old comedy <laughs> with uh steve martin and martin short if you like their definitely playing comedy, the types too if you like to see like these said one's a bad old dog actor one's a retired producer dogs together so i'm actually glad that we got this from martin short because the last role i saw him in was in morning show oh. and he played a terrifying guy like he was a sexual predator and it was like, I was like, oh no, 
like Martin Short, you're being all serious and, and stuff. Like I wanted, where's my, where's my happy Martin Short, the, the Martin Short that I know and love. Where's the Martin Short from the nineties miniseries Merlin starring that one guy starring Alan Grant. Where's Sam Neil? I, I didn't Sam know. Neal. I didn't. I know there's multiple Merlin series and I had no idea Martin Short was in it, but I knew exactly what you were talking yep. about. Like, where's that one? And I want to revisit that at some point. Um, and where's the Martin Short I fell in love with? I'm happy we got this and that uh, he got to play a fun character who it's funny. He's a character that reminded me of uh, of Pepper Saltzman from Modern Family, who's played by Nathan Lane. And in mm. this, you get to see him with Nathan Lane. And There's I another like great. part of their class, you know, especially mm-hmm. with his involvement in the theater world. He's part of like, yeah. I don't know, not their class, maybe a little bit younger. No, he's probably almost their age. He's, yeah, it's someone I, Tina Fey and him were not shocking. Uh, uh, talking about um, Second City? Yeah, that kind That's of cool. stuff. But I've been even though you see them in movies together all the time and bra- actual Broadway and stuff. So just like I was which saying, is actually is actually funny because it makes sense why I won't say who it is, but there's somebody who's being brought in as a suspect who makes sense in terms of what you're talking about because of that creative's involvement in Broadway. Yeah, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, so going to spoilers, the thing that concerned me is Selena Gomez's involvement. I was worried because it seemed disingenuous initially that she would be involved with this person. And yet there was no indication at the beginning that they knew each other. And they're like, pretend you don't know me. And I'm like, eh, that's a little weird. It's a little, a little shaky. It's like one of those things where like, now you see me where you kind of look back at the first episode of the first part. And you're like, that doesn't add up. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't work. Um, and while I'm still not sure if it will ultimately work, I do like how her motivation is now that she wants to solve this because she's worried that she's going to be next. I thought that was cool. Because of past events that right. they get into. But so, again, she's like, worried, I like that they don't trust her. Like and that she's the one who can't be trusted. They There's one line where he's like, I don't trust her. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's lots of, I like how there there's reasons not to trust each of these characters. Like you hear say that speech that he replicated on TV. And it's just like, ooh, that's, that's interesting. And when she's like, is that something from your TV show too? Mm-hmm. like for the next few things because he always says that too yeah, he's that's, like that's what i said on tv <laughs> it's yeah it's like our list of suspects just got a little bit longer i said that on the show <laughs> i feel so bad because martin short keeps on like saying he's really bad at acting I'm like he's fine his delivery is fine he's fine i wonder if it's on uh podcast apps if we could actually listen to the podcast week by week that'd be cool i be doubt hilarious. it but it just reminds me of uh, the tears of the Anarin, which they released in audiobook form from Mythic Quest, like the oh, actual really? nice. fake book from the guy. They released it, so it's pretty dope. Yeah, I guess since we're having so many issues and stuff, we probably talked about it enough, and we'll see if I can post pitch. I can cut together an episode or not. Yeah, I'm sorry about this, guys. It's just this is a this episode is is it would be much longer, but we can't talk for more than thirty seconds without it cutting out. So it's not really working well i'll try to fix it in post so uh further ado thank you for listening to breaking geek radio the podcast you can check out all sorts of podcasts on lrmonline.com or wherever you stream podcasts jammer where can the people find you you can find me on twitter at jam the writer and all of my books under the name aj cerna on amazon and audible 
and I'm at Geeky Nick Doll. I also do Marvel Multiverse Mayhem. And please pray for me that I can get this to something that people can actually listen to. And isn't just we recorded. Well, I spent an to hour this, on it. Yeah, then we did if it. If you're listening to this, it, we did it. If not, then we did. He, he did. Nick figured it out. If you got, otherwise there'll be a tweet that you won't even hear me talking about now. That'll be like technical difficulties. But yeah, yeah um, I guess with that. You already, you already went. You went AJ Sarah. So I guess with that, Asta Lasagna. What? Oh, yeah, AJ Sarah. I'm good. Publish. Where is it? We don't. Don't get the onion. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs>